Oh, hi. Yeah, yeah, this seems like a reasonable speaking voice. Uh, How's it going, everyone? I'm Matt Cohen. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of Bagged and Boarded. Uh, Hey, let's just pretend I've never missed an episode in like the five-plus years I've been doing this show, and that you heard it last week. So, hey... Thanks for coming back. We had a great show last week. Um, the ghost of Dennis Hopper was here. And Dennis, what a delightful guest you were. Hope you were enjoying the afterlife, sir. Uh, we are here on an auspicious occasion. A, I'm doing a podcast, which is kind of out of the norm. I get it. I get it. And uh, B, we finally get to do some wrestling talk. Now, my guest this week is a good, good, good friend of mine. He probably wouldn't agree, but... It doesn't matter. I get to make up the rules. It's my podcast. Uh, His name is Ryan Nemeth. Uh, Wrestling fans may know him from his time in FCW and NXT as Briley Pierce. Uh, Wrestling fans also might know him as the younger brother of world-famous WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler. Uh, So Ryan's here to talk to us just about his life in general. He also does a lot of comedy. He's been in some movies that are coming out. Um, He has an awesome show uh, every month in Hollywood with other former WWE superstar John Morrison. They do a great improv show. Ryan's a published author. It's a great chat. And in fact, it's so much chat, we had to split it up into two parts. So this is the first part. It's kind of uh, how Ryan got into wrestling. And next week is uh, is the nitty-gritty of what it was like to be employed by the WWE, uh, the ups and a, a, a lot of the downs, and uh, how he ultimately left that company and found his way into comedy. So super excited for you to listen. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, uh, maybe just stick in a little bit. Ryan's a super funny guy. I ain't no slouch. And uh, I think we do a pretty fair job of... of making it all inclusive. Uh, you don't have to be a, a, a mark, as they say. And if you don't know what that means, you're in a lot of trouble for the next two episodes. Um, and another important note, folks, and I talk about it a little bit at the end of the show, and uh, my timing wasn't right, so disregard the ending. I've been working on a graphic novel called Geek for the last uh, almost five years, since about the beginning of Bagna Boarded. Now, I haven't been actively working on it, but I, I, I certainly thought of it and wrote it uh, back in like 2008. That graphic novel was kickstarted ultimately, and a lot of you fine folks helped me out on that, and for that I'm forever grateful. And uh, over the last three years, give me a break. I, it was my first time. I thought it would be a lot shorter. Uh, uh, Axel Ortiz, who's an incredible artist, and Anthony Bachman, and Sherard Jackson, and Sean Pasquale and a whole bunch of other people helped me bring to life a 131-page graphic novel called Geek, which is now available for sale in both uh, physical and digital form. Super cheap, guys. The physical is only uh, uh, $13 without shipping, and the shipping's not bad. The digital, 
131 pages of comic book fun for $6.66. Hail Satan. That's a steal, if I ever heard one. So um, here's where I have to beg. If you've ever been a fan of this show, if you've stuck with me or us, I don't know, uh, for the last few years, if you've ever you know dug what we put out there, this is the first time I've ever asked you for any sort of money whatsoever and will probably be the last time because I don't like doing it. Um, and I'm not even asking you for money. I'm just asking you to check out Geek. I've been working on this thing for, for half a decade now, and it's finally here. And uh, I, I think if you enjoy this podcast, this is the comic for you because I wrote it and I do this podcast. So it's a pretty easy assumption. Uh, Geek is about... You know, let me give you the full pitch, since you're loyal listeners and a captive audience. Uh, since prehistory, a subsect of humanity has taken it upon themselves to act as guardians for the rest of their race. The smartest, the most creative, the most technically capable, and let's be honest, the nerdiest, all members of Geek. Plato, Socrates, Da Vinci, Aristotle, Lincoln, Twain, Einstein, Tesla, Tolkien, Spielberg. The geek organization has staffed the greatest and geekiest minds of the day, tasking the brightest of each generation to protect mankind from its most deadly foes in only the way that it can. Where there is light, the darkness soon follows, and where geek has always attracted the best and unlikeliest of sorts, their eternal counterpart, Slick, has always stood for the opposite. Money, looks, and the finer things in life. Real 1% type guys. As the years have passed, the world has changed. And rather than artists and astronomers and scientists, the current version of Geek finds itself made up of teenage super geeks. Obsessive fans recruited from all over the world who have taken their once embarrassing passions and turned them into reasons for being. Two ancient forces locked in an internal struggle between brains and brawn, substance and light, light and dark, geek and slick. And then they go to Comic-Con and meet a stoner named Obi, and it fucks the whole thing up. Geek is about uh, what happens to basically me, but like a real, real dumb stoner version. Uh, basically, a guy named Obi goes to Comic-Con. He's an idiot. He smokes a lot of weed, and he accidentally gets involved between this war between Geek and Slick and the fate of mankind. And pop culture-y and uh, reference and funny, and there's weed in it, and Kevin Smith is in it, and there's other celebrity cameos. And at one point, we cut a guy's arms off. It's fun, guys. And it's available now at geekcomicbook.com. Please, 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 if you have any interest, just buy the digital, y'all. 666 for a 131-page book. That's damn cheap. And uh, honestly, I, I just really hope you guys check it out and enjoy it. Um, I made it for you. Geekcomicbook.com, geekcomicbook.com. What's that site? Geekcomicbook.com. Ladies and gentlemen, our interview, my interview, all our interviews with Mr. Ryan Nemeth. Ladies and gentlemen, other things that I'm not aware of that exist within the human race. I don't want to be offensive, guys. You can't say normal anymore. You can't say man. You can't say woman. So I don't want to exclude anyone. So ladies, gentlemen, and other things that I'm not yet aware of but will be made aware of on the internet, please welcome Mr. Ryan Nemeth. Do I say something right now? Yeah, man. I mean, or you just, what if you're mute? <laughs> what if it's the first podcast where I have on a mute Oh, you, you can't say mute. Oh, shit. If you can't say man and Vo- woman. Vocally you... impaired. Yep. Uh, this isn't on subject exactly, but a, a girl I know recently, and I can't remember the exact phrase, but she referred to herself, I think it was like onasexual. And I was like, hey, 
I'm 30 years old and have never heard of that word. What could it possibly mean? And she was like, look, we live in a day and age where like normal is not a good word. So in, so there's transsexual. If you're not transsexual, you are now like onosexual or homogosexual, whatever she called it. Is meaning, that what I am? Yeah, we're one sex. Own which it? used to just be called a human being. <laughs> Wait, you're 30 years old and you haven't heard that word yet? I'm sorry, man. Um, it's getting a little out of hand. Like, uh, I was about to say Bruce Jenner, which is Wait, offensive. is this just you doing stand-up and I'm your only audience Yeah, member? pretty much. Okay, right, Welcome, That's what a podcast is. All right, go for it. Uh, I don't watch the Caitlyn Jenner reality show. I don't know if you do. Code for you secretly watch it. I, I don't even have TV. I have seen clips of it because anytime I've gone, in the last few months, any house I've been at recently, that show is always on. And I don't have any friends, so I have not <laughs> seen that at all. It's, but just, I, it's just on in the background and there's always someone who lives with a person I don't know and they're watching it. At all times. I heard about uh, a thing on Howard Stern where, where Caitlin was talking about, they were asking uh, who she wants to date, you know, a guy or a girl, because no one really knows what the deal is. And Caitlin said, uh, I believe, I'm paraphrasing, but the quote was like, I just want a guy, I just I just want a man to treat me like a normal woman. He, she, she got in so much fucking trouble for using the word normal. Oh, even Caitlin can get in trouble now. Apparently, okay, no then, one is safe, right, yeah. man. I thought that Caitlyn still liked women. No, I think she likes dudes. I think I think she didn't know what she liked, and now that she's oh. going for it, she's like, eh. The, one, the uh, clip of the episode I saw the other day, her and her friend were excited to have girl talk and join like a dating website or something. Like Tinder or something? I don't know if it was t- It probably wasn't Tinder. It was probably like Match or something. One of the good ones. Uh, J- <laughs> Wait, which one? J-Date. Are, which one are you sponsored by? J Date. J Date. Of course. Yeah, it was, I think it was. Doesn't J-Date. stand for Jewish. Incidentally, it stands for jester. Really? It's only for court jesters from the okay. Re- from the Renaissance. That so makes way more sense. If any are still alive, so people with like three coned caps can like get coffee mm-hmm. together and shit. What is the name? There's a certain name for that, isn't it? The hat. Uh, the three coned, like the jester hat. Yeah. yeah isn't, I, there, isn't it? Uh, oh shit. This is something from English class from like 10 years ago, I remember. This directly relates to a conversation we're about to have about wrestling. Coxcomb? Coxcomb, sure. Coxcomb. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the old Coxcomb. It's got the bells on it. And, yeah, okay. You know a lot about jester terms? Yeah. You know a lot about protein and muscle groups? <laughs> you yeah. know a fair amount about wrestling and you know a fair amount about comedy. And uh, let's, some, let's some, discuss I know those some, things. Some shark stuff. Ryan Nemeth, for people... You know a lot of shark stuff. For people mm-hmm. who don't know you, I'm going to throw this out there. Here's who doesn't why, know me? Here's why you might slash should know this guy. Uh, he was a professional wrestler for many years. How many? Oh, yeah. My, my guest is Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> Oh, you're. I'm in, talking about you. Oh, dude. I thought you think I was trying to transition. I thought you were talking about someone I don't know, and you're just gonna get into some. Okay. No, 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 this man. Is, okay, well, sorry. We, go we ahead. We do a little bit of everything. Uh, Ryan Nemeth, you uh, were slash are, which is a good question. Uh, a professional wrestler. You wrestled for uh, WWE under the FCW brand and the NXT brand. Is that correct so far? So, uh, that is correct, sir. Uh, your brother, uh, your older brother, older brother, right? Yes. The You're, old, the old, I assume the older one is the one you were going to. And not Doug. Yeah. I mean, you have another brother. Doug? Is his name Doug? No. I just like calling him Doug. Donnie. Okay. I feel like Doug should be every third brother or like Chet or Biff. I would, I would love to be Biff. Like, I feel like there's a Doug Baldwin somewhere that just, we, there's like an accountant that we don't know about. There's a, uh, there must be a Doug Cohen. 
I'm sure there are billions. Uh, your brother is a, also a professional wrestler. He yeah. currently wrestles in the WWE. Yes. Under the nom de plume Dolph Ziggler. That's his real name. Oh, okay, excuse me. That's so weird how that happened. That was his given name, yeah. Your parents were like, our last name is Nemeth, but we want to call this baby Dolph Ziggler. We're going to name them Donnie, Ryan, and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler Nemeth. <laughs> Uh, your brother's Dolph Ziggler, and he's in love with Well, Lana. Dolph Ziggler's his first name. He still he has a middle name and then the last name. Donnie. His name is Dolph Ziggler Donnie Nemeth. Yeah, right. <laughs> your parents were on a lot of drugs. Yeah, they were, they were young, and they were always on uh, mushrooms. So you're a, you're a Rassel Man family. Um, both of you guys also do comedy as well. How did... What, what was the... You grew up loving wrestling? Yeah, of course. Clearly, right? Mm-hmm. Little kid, WWF. Yeah, my dad used to take us to shows all the time. He would get... I don't know which work outfit, but one of the companies he worked for, would give, or maybe the Teamsters Union would just give us tickets anytime they came to town. So the, we would, WWF? Yeah, so we would have tickets, like, uh, usually not the TV shows, it was usually the house shows at the Gund Arena. In Cleveland? Yep, and that was, we would take all the kids on our wrestling team and go, and it was just our cousins, whoever, it was, it was like 10 of us that would go. Did you watch WCW also? I... Watched less WCW. I watched the every pay per view because my friend Tim would always get those, so I would just kind of be caught up watching that. You got to see Halloween Havoc '97, <laughs> you lucky bastard. <laughs> but you, Monday usually it was Raw, oh, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Who were your guys as a, as a kid? I love because we're like literally the same age, pretty much. Yeah, so. I loved Kurt Angle. I loved uh, Jericho. If we want to go super young, Jake Roberts was awesome. Um, I'll tell you a very weird one that when I, I, for some reason was like, this guy is the man. Please do. Can you guess? You can never guess. There's oh, no never way. in a billion years. Uh, Repo man. I was going to say delivery. Uh, <laughs> what's that guy? As delivery Jones or whatever. <laughs> I'm turning red because I said repo max. I'm so, it's like not a problem. It's okay. My favorite wrestler of all time is Al Snow. <laughs> Oh, okay. Which is also a not... That's a more of a logical choice than kind Repo Man. Kind of. Way I more. guess so. Repo Man's kind of a strange word. I had weird ones as a kid, too. I've always had affinity for... for I like to think the underdogs. Like, my favorite Ghostbuster was Winston. Winston. Because he's not even on the poster. He's awesome. He's, he's not man, even yeah. on the posters. Well, with Repo Man, I just saw this guy with, like, a raccoon bandit thing, and then he had a big hook. No, when I was little... To me, wrestling had nothing to do with wrestling. It was, oh, that guy's got a snake? He's cool. Their char- the character. Oh, that guy's got a big sure. hook chain? Okay, cool. So I remember a certain age, maybe in like high school, when people would, like, it was very clear to me that everyone knew everybody's moves and how to do them, and I was just like, no, I just know what they wear and what their songs are. It was clear that my brain was like way on the other side, so... Then it started to like pick up. To be fair, I've never been a move-minded wrestling fan. Like I know okay. a lot of fans who can call all the fucking moves in the that happened in the ring and stuff. And I know I know you've ex- experienced because I've been like yeah a double back suplex or something. When I that's the real thing. Back, oh, back suplex. All right, sure. never mind. A double. Yeah, two guys doing it. All right. Well, you know what, guys? I'm see you later. I'm leaving the podcast to go book a territory. I. Guam. In FCW and NXT, Dusty would sometimes have me do commentary, and it became very apparent that I also was not, <laughs> not like, call, I, me, you, and Michael Cole, man. <laughs> so he goes, he goes after one of the TVs, TV tapings. He's we're having a big, uh, like a meeting. Everyone's standing around, and people are announcing things. 
he goes, and I just want to say, uh, I want to give a special acknowledgement to the worst c- color commentary I've ever, no, 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 the worst commentary I have ever heard in my entire professional wrestling career. Briley Pierce, come up here and take a bow. And I was like, yeah. That's an achievement, dude. So from then on, I was not the move. They would, Byron would do the moves and I would be able to just kind of <laughs> like say things. So let's do a quick, uh, a quick time jump here. How did you get from little kid in Cleveland who liked Repo Man to being Briley Pierce <laughs> With Dusty Rhodes no, training you. No, there's no in-between. Oh, okay. It just happened. Yeah. You graduated uh, high school one day and a WWE van pulled up. <laughs> hog-tied you and threw you in it. When when was it? W- most it of my the- childhood was spent hog-tied. <laughs> did it happen at the same time for you and your brother? Were you both at a certain point like, we're going to try to be professional wrestlers? No, he was way more fanatic and way more dead set on it way earlier. As a teenager and stuff? or he, When he was five years old, he said, I'm going to be a pro be a wrestler, wrestler. And that never changed. It might be changing lately. No, it, <laughs> it's uh, that was it for me. It was not it for me. I went through a bunch of phases. I was super into music, dude. I was skateboarder what guy. Music? Um, it depends what you give me, like a grade or a year, and I'll tell you exactly. Give me seventh grade. Seventh grade was that was when punk rock was taking over my brain. Okay, see, so, I don't, I, I know you pretty well, but I, I don't know you as a music guy. Weirdly enough, I have uh. Now I'm a secret music guy. Okay. So I know what I like, and I don't want anyone to know about it. It's all Taylor Swift all the time. (laughs) A lot of it is Taylor Swift, yeah. Hey, man, it's catchy. She's got bad blood. Um, Bad blood. So the first thing I got into was probably the Beastie Boys, and it was Nirvana, Hardcore, Forever, and that. Probably Nirvana until Punk, and then Marilyn Manson, but then Punk always stuck around. I think the mainstays would be Manson, Punk, and Beastie Boys, and then... Right on. Whereas mine were always like... (laughs) Weezer, Green Day, and oh, like, you know, yeah. Off, see, that was my my first music was like uh, Weezer, Green Day, Offspring. Those three CDs were probably the first. Pearl and, Jam. And never, oh, Pearl Jam, of course. Yeah, I liked Pearl Jam for one album, and then never wanted any. What ten? Ten was the only album yeah. I wanted. Never again did I care about anything. But yeah. I still don't. I like do the evolution. Uh, um, I don't know. So, so I went from that straight into like gangster rap in like fourth grade. Oh, okay. So all my friends were super into gangster rap. I don't know what the deal was. I guess we lived somewhat near projects, so all the white kids wanted to. We had one black kid in our school. Okay. Of like five hundred kids, and he brought C- rap country to the fan. Men. Yeah, I know we were all Jewish kids who wanted to be black. I want anyway. like all the Jewish kids to be gangster rap, and then the one black kid's like, "Nah, I like Hootie and the Blowfish, <laughs> man." Hey, man. Hootie's, Hootie, Hootie is a country band now. Are you aware of that? Yeah. Uh-huh. They weren't. No. No, and now they're trying to make it, like, hey, man, we've always been. Wait, this. isn't it just the guy? Darius Rucker? Isn't he the, is it the whole band with him, too? I think, is he, does he have a solo country career now? I think it's just him. Like a decent size. And I'm one saying too. this because the one guy I know who loves, Hootie. Byron Saxton. Byron Saxton's a big Hootie fan or Darius Rucker? I think both. All right. Didn't, didn't peg him as a country music guy? Uh, so music, like I remember being, fuck man, I don't, I have no idea what I want to do. I recently found a, uh, my yearbook from first grade and in, in the back wow. of it, it says, where do, where will I be in 15 years? And I wrote playing football for the New York Giants. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even like football as a child. No, that makes I have sense. no idea why I fucking wrote that. I, I think I probably asked my parents what I should write. They, and re- they said you you have to be yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember having that vid- and I honestly I still never have never had that moment where it was like oh shit this is what I'm supposed to do. Do you know what I mean? Not even right now. No, to be honest. Isn't I mean, this isn't I'm this a podcast? podcast? Literally is, right now. Yeah, you were born to do this. Yeah. Oh god, I hope not. Um 
I, I, my family was in the casino business, so like for a while, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to K- Cornell University for uh, hospitality school. And then I was like, oh, you need to do good in school to go there. Uh, so I, I never... like According I liked, to your bathroom wall. Yeah, I liked movies, but I didn't really necessarily want to go to film school. I, I, I had no clue what I wanted to do. When did it click for you? If your brother knew since he was five, when... when like, what put you on the road to wrestling? Okay, so you wanted to so badly to say a road to WrestleMania just now? WrestleMania. WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> Check it out. It's on uh, VOD starring John Morris. <laughs> Everything's starring John Morris in these days. Hey, man. Everything's coming up Nitro. Everything's coming up Mundo. Um, I, okay, in high school, I was uh, on the wrestling team, but also I always liked to be someone who was like double sided. I didn't want to do. I didn't want to have myself be lumped into one group ever. I don't know why that is. I kind of still don't want that. So I also played in a band. I was a guitarist for a uh, Cleveland high school kid punk band. What was the name of the band? Twelve o two, like a clock, like twelve dot 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 o two. Yeah. What was that uh, reference to? Well, we couldn't think of a name for so long. What? Is that why? T- okay, so f- for the per- uh, purposes of clarity, we're, we were recording this at noon, and Ryan was like, "I'm arriving at twelve o two. Is that why you did That's, that? That number just comes up so much. Fair enough. So we were trying to. Meet, my friend Tim and I. Tim was a really good wrestler. WCW too. guy. He was he was the WCW yeah, guy. Yeah. How did you know that? Did I say that? He told me earlier. Yeah. Okay. I'm good at podcasting. Tim Gill. Yeah, he is actually a doctoral student in Georgia right now for uh, what's the thing with other countries. Uh, without borders? No, no, no. The uh, the degree, oh, the like the uh, not like humanities, but something so. Well, I don't know. Sociology. Anthropo- so- anthropology. Might be sociology. Okay, he's going to. He's school. very knowledgeable about the politics of America and Venezuela and South America and all that. Okay, so he was a really great wrestler, but he was kind of the same as me, where he was into uh, playing guitar and stuff and like music. So we had a punk band. And we would play shows around at these little places in Cleveland. It was so fun, but then we just we were also students and wrestlers on the wrestling team and all that. So, uh, here's how real quick. Here's how Jewish I am. So when you I Jewish? was kind of right. when I was in like I think fifth grade. I always thought you were a jester. <laughs> I always thought you were a court jester. They go hand in hand, my friend. Uh, when I was in like fifth grade, a group maybe like four or five dudes decided to start a band, and I did not play an instrument. But I don't want to be left out. So at like ten years old, hey, none of them knew how to play instruments either. But they had instruments. Yeah, you, you have one, yeah. And I didn't have one, so I was like, I'm going to be the manager. I, I fashioned myself as a Brian Epstein type. Perfect. Uh, that was Beatles manager. So at like ten years old, I was making like the flyers and like trying. I got to name the band. You got to do everything. We were the Living Dead. Hey, was the name of the band? That's a good name. Uh, it was followed up by a short-lived band that only existed for one house party senior year of high school. We were called Burnt Toast and Jam. Me and my friend all bought recorders and taught ourselves how to play Hot Cross Buns, and we played that song That's twice. That and then everyone chanted for an encore, so we played it. Again. Played the same song, and then we retired, man. So when I was in fifth grade, Tim and I could play guitar. We had no one who knew how to play drums or sing or do anything else, so we just were like, "Yeah, we're a band." Yeah, and we just would play Nirvana and double Smashing gu- Double songs. guitar band, yeah, with no singing. <laughs> and our 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 other friend Frank, he he goes, "Hey, I'm gonna be the manager of your band. It's kind of like your character," and we're like, "I don't know that we need one. We're nine or whatever age you are, you know." There's no chance we have concerts ever. And he drew up 
He drew up like contracts. Yeah, I think I did too. And I made like T-shirt designs and like put up posters around the school for a non-existent band. Perfect. Yeah. And I remember real real quick, and I'll let you go on, but. We were the Living Dead, and th- we were trying to write a song. And the only thing I remember from the song was the c- the chorus went, "Whoa, we're not dead anymore." <laughs> not anymore. No, because we're the Living Dead. Sweet, man. that's pretty good. That's your theme song to your cartoon. I also vividly remember. Memory is weird. I remember our. I remember some uh, rejected band names. <laughs> uh, Red Month instead of Green Day. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I think like a lot of kids around the country probably did that. And one. Weird Al yank my dick, <laughs> which we didn't do, and I'm really. I think there's still time for that one. In to retrospect, happen. I feel like that it, it can get out there, man. That's pretty good. So you're in a band in high school. Well, I got to tell you the one thing about the, fifth, the fifth grade fake band. So Tim and I are playing Called. guitars. Ah, uh, fifth grade. I don't think I remember the name of this one. Well, me to be another real quick thing. Me and you started a new band yesterday. We don't, have, we don't know what instruments we're playing yet or who's in it, but uh-huh. we have a name, and it's Shirtless Boy Hotel. Shirtless Boy Hotel, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, so Frank drew up contracts, and they, it was just like scribbling on loose-leaf paper with a pen, and goes, all right, you got to sign this. Everyone in the band's got to sign this. And it's nonsense. It's just scribbling on a paper from a kid who doesn't play an instrument or, man, like, we're not really a band. But even back then, I was, like, so into, like, Nirvana and, like, anti-establishment. I was like, I ain't signing this. You were a holdout? I, I wouldn't sign it. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, what do you mean you won't sign it? I go, I'm not signing this. I'm not selling out. And he goes, well, you can't be in the band. I go, fine, I'll start, my, I'll start a different band. But it was like, there is no band. Like what? You also didn't know, yeah. I'm just fighting against, like, a fictional, like, authority. Yeah. We broke up before we learned how to play music. <laughs> As all good bands do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We lasted like a week and a half. Perfect. Like his mom got mad because we were drumming in the basement or something. Like, you know what? The drums are the thing. Like that is just the loud, incessant. You got to do it at it. the drummer's house. Yes, because they're used to it. And the parents are semi cool with it because they bought the kid the fucking drums. And otherwise, you got to assemble the kit at someone else's house all the time. Yeah. So my, my parents did, did things by half measures. Like I wasn't allowed to have a pet, like a dog or a cat, like a real pet. But I got like hermit crabs. That's good. And they didn't, uh, I played drums in band in like middle school and they didn't want to buy me a full drum kit uh, because it's loud. So they bought me a single snare drum with a hi-hat cymbal attached to it. And that's what I had. Whoa. It was a single snare with a cymbal. That's less. I was thinking you had the setup like the president of the United States had just like two drums, but you have even less. Oh, you're less. One, I had a single a drum, single and, drum a and a cymbal. And that was, I used to do like rat a tat, so whatever they were. That's all you could do, yeah. Tap, I can't remember terms. So every, whenever, <laughs> your genre by default was just marching, yeah, yeah. marching past. Oh, absolutely. Stuff. And then one time I had. It was a school requirement. If you were in band, you had to fucking march in a fucking parade for like Memorial Day in the town one year. Okay. We all had to wear like stupid fucking hats and those like yep. marching band outfits. I thought this was a Catholic school thing. I didn't know. Oh, you, no. Yeah. But I was playing, I was playing the upright bass drum. Mm-hmm. Like the one you have to strap around your fucking... And you were the whole time thinking, man, I wish I could keep this because I would have a full drum set. Nope, because within about five minutes, I broke the fucking thing. <laughs> I, we were playing the Star Wars march. And I just went boom, and the entire thing just snapped down the middle. You're playing a song from Star Wars, yeah, for it was kind of cool. Yeah, we played a lot of cool songs actually. What is that one? It was the Imperial March. So it was da 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 no 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 no. Do I know this? You think? Na, I think so. No no no. I don't want to sing anymore. Maybe it's been in other things. And I just because it. it hurts. You're in high school. You're in a band. Yeah, yeah You're yeah. not going anywhere. What happened? Uh, I also was super good at painting and drawing and illustrating things. So I thought I'm going to go to art school. 
and I don't know what happens after that, but I think if in my mind, I'm like, I didn't think very practically. I just thought, here's what I'm good at. So I guess you do what you're good at. That makes sense. So it's what you like to do yeah. too. So yeah. So yeah. I did like a summer thing at uh, the Art Institute at Pittsburgh, which was a cool like you stay there and just do art all the time and made some buddies. And then senior year happens, and I'm like super smart kid in all the college uh, AP courses, sure. just kicking ass, just killing yeah, it, man. Just As usual. A, a after A after A. As usual. <laughs> college credit here and there. And. As most professional wrestlers, I would assume. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So now I'm thinking art school, get real. I want to go to like Ivy, I want to get Ivy League. So I'm applying to all these, I'm applying to like Brown, Harvard. For the purpose of what though? Uh, now, what are you? What's your major? I'm thinking music is probably gonna just be a fun hobby thing. Uh, I'm getting more into writing stuff for the school paper and drawing, like kind of what became the book I wrote, like that kind of thing sure. of like weird, weird, funny things. And I did a, I did a, a visit sleepover thing at Harvard, and I got a hold of the Harvard Lampoon, and I was like, this is the best course, thing that's yeah. ever been made ever. I don't know if I'd still think that. I might still think that. But so you applied to Harvard. Yeah, I got. I think. Well, okay. So I stayed over there. Okay. And I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I can go here. Maybe I can like try walk onto the wrestling team. Just like my dream at this point is now like I want to like just be on the Harvard Lampoon. Like sure. I want to be on this. Because then you think about the legacy of that thing and who's done Fucking that and Conan gone. O'Brien and yeah. Christopher Guest and yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm like obsessed with this idea, and I'm and now I'm not stop writing. Now it's write, 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 write. The notion of live comedy never even occurs to me. I don't, there's just not happening. There's not a scene in Cleveland. In Cleveland, right? there was a second city for like one year. Sure. And, I never, and I'm sure there's like a laugh factory or something. All that right? stuff, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it's not. But, but the kind, you don't want to get into stand up comedy, no. did you? No. And I never hear about Second City Cleveland until five years after it's gone. Like, it's I, funny. I mean, I think that's probably why it didn't last. Of course. Yeah. So uh, I applied to all these schools. I think. Harvard said Harvard gives me the thing of we're not accepting you now, but if, what they call that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you do a semester or two somewhere else and then good good recommendations, we'll probably take you then. Okay, and I was like, okay, cool. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's still on the horizon. So I ended up going to Xavier University, and I'm a double. I'm English and art, art because I'm like I think I have to. Keep Where is Xavier? Xavier is Cincinnati. Okay. Um, and this is also the time when. What is my brother? Is he in OVW? I think he is starting OVW the week I'm moving to college. He's moving to Kentucky. So he goes straight from high school to wrestling? No, he, he was, went to law school, didn't he? He was in college the whole time I'm in high school. Okay. So he Fair was, enough. So he graduated college. So he was kicking ass at Kent State University as a walk on, unrecruited guy, becomes the team captain. I think I've seen that famous picture of him. <laughs> He's screaming in the middle of the street with a dead body in front of him. What is I'm it? I'm sorry. That's a horrible Kent State joke. Do you know about the oh, shooting at Kent State? Oh, come on. Of course I do. Okay, That's the worst. Mind. It was a horrible thing. Every year, every year, the police cause another big thing there. Really? On like the day? Because it's kind of, this is, I don't know if I can even say this kind of thing. We can go dark, man. Welcome to Bagged and Bored. You know the controversial topic of police killing everybody this year in the last yeah. few years? Sure. I'm, so, familiar. I'm familiar with the fact that police are killing everyone. You know the controversial topic of like... They want to be ready because they think something bad is going to happen, and so they overdo it, spraying everyone down sure. with rubber bullets and the tear gas of and all course. that stuff. So that, when my brother was in college, that was a big deal there. Every anniversary of that day, 
they anticipate a big giant riot, huge thing. So they're like shooting. They people, overcompensate. Overcompensate with a rubber bullet and all that, that kind of stuff. I remember hearing about that every year. Yeah. So he finds he's moving to OVW the same week I'm moving to Xavier, and they're not too far from each other. So for those who don't know anything about wrestling, uh, WWF or WWE rather is is basically the only game in town now, and they have developmental territories, basically like rookie leagues, kind of like baseball has minor league teams. And uh, the biggest one at that time was OVW, which was in Florida or Georgia, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Sorry. It's all right. Well, if anything that's not New York is all just the same I state. Mean, yeah, right? yeah, Florida, Kentucky. Um, I feel that's how L.A. thinks of the rest of the planet. You're either L.A. or you're a wasteland. No, there's New York, too. And there's New York. There's nothing yeah. in between. And Miami, kind of. All right, so he's going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, wrestling. I'm going to be in college stuff in Cincinnati. So we're not too far. We're both kind of like... My dog hates Cincinnati, sorry. Yeah, sorry. She hates the Reds. Cincinnati Reds. He? That dog's got a dick, my friend. <laughs> What did I say? He, she. Oh, he. It's all right. Well, you know what? It's it. It's not politically correct. Whatever he wants to be. Whatever it wants Your to be. Your dog is onosexual? Yeah, whatever. So we get cell phones for the first time ever that year. The week before we leave, we go to AT&T and we go, hey, man, he's moved to Kentucky. I'm moving to Cincinnati. We need phones. They're going to work there and we can talk to our family. That's it. This is, cell phones are new to us. Sir, we need cell phones that will work in Kentucky. <laughs> this is real because at the time, these certain places don't have coverage in every city. Yeah. So he shows us a map. He goes, here's coverage everywhere. You notice they're not in Cincinnati or Kentucky yet, but they it's the next thing. Like It will be by one week's time from now. And we're like, all right, these phones are pretty cool. We just want to be able to keep in touch without using calling cards and all that stuff, long distance. Can you assure us that these cell phones will work in Louisville and Cincinnati? He goes... Scouts on or whatever the uh, cell phone guy would say, like, yes, definitely, let's do it. We go. If they do not work, I will literally abandon my child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, this guy, we get. I'll just we, stop feeding it. We know his name. He's talking to us for like an hour, like explaining how phones work. This is new to us. So it's one day before we both are moving now. So we we kind of are sitting at home. We go. You know what? We should double check. Let's just go back to the mall, to the AT&T kiosk. Make sure that guy, because we're actually moving tomorrow. We're both leaving, like, forever. And we're like, yeah, that's a good plan. So we go back there. We go, hey, what's up? And the kiosk was never there. It was never even there. No, man. We were never born. No. You look down, and the cell phones just are magically held by two other dudes. We both jumped off a train yeah. to our death. So we find the kiosk. We find the same guy. We go, hey, what's going on, man? He looks at, hey, hey, what's up? Go, hey, you remember uh, we did the phone with you last week? We got we signed the contract with AT&T. Suddenly, he doesn't know who we are at all. <laughs> he just goes, uh, you sure it was me? And we go, yeah. Yeah, we talked to you for like over an hour. Like we were with the guys from both moving to a different state. And he goes, he goes, you sure it wasn't that other guy? Like, I don't think I was the guy who helped you. We have the receipt with his name. Like, it's you. Yeah, it's definitely you. And we go, we just wanted to like double check. I'm sure you have a lot of customers. That's why you don't remember us. I mean, we're pretty memorable, though. Come on, man. Fair enough. So we, we just want to just really double check. We're both, we're moving tomorrow. Like, will these definitely work in Cincinnati and Louisville? And he goes, where? <laughs> I go, Cincinnati and Louisville. And he goes, no, of course not. I like to think that they are identical twins. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. And oh, then- this guy, when he sold us the phones, had to drive an hour away to come. Like, he had to go pick up different phones and bring it to it. Like, he definitely remembers us. Like, he went on this huge adventure. <laughs> so what happened? 
So he goes, of course they won't work there. What are you talking about? There's no coverage there. Here's the map. See the map? They're, it's not lit up. There's no dots there. And we go, dude, are you fucking, is this real? We, it's, it's almost like- Was he a, swerving you? It seemed like a swerve. <laughs> he hate, my dog hates swerves also. Sorry. Why do you not like swerve, bro? Can you hear the dog on the microphone? Yeah, of course. Oh, damn. No, it's cool, man. I've been doing this show for like five years. People know my dog. People know the dog. Yeah, yeah. So we go, all right, then we got to cancel this. Like, you suck. Thanks for screwing us. So we don't get any money back. Like, we're just screwed. The, oh, whole, the whole thing's off. Then we go to Verizon, and, we, you know, we've been happy Verizon people for since then because they came in and helped us in the gym. Nice. And I think they were like, yeah, we're familiar with the... Uh, and that's why you quit your dreams of going to Harvard and yeah. became a professional wrestler. Pro wrestler, yeah. So I went to Xavier. I was thinking after a year, maybe I'll try to go to New England or whatever. And I really just took to Xavier, man. I joined the rugby team, started doing improv, sketch comedy, and theater there. And it was... You love college. I loved college, yeah. I, I went nuts there. I was uh, spinning. Exactly. Jo- you were just skipping up and down yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did what you're supposed to do when you go to college is do good in class and do all the extracurriculars. I did all of it. And I was just like, I'm just going to stay here. That's fine. So I, I thought you were supposed to like steal, go on panty raids and steal a rival pig from a team across town. The pig thing happened a lot. Really? Somebody impaled a fetal pig in my oh, oh no in my front yard, set it afire a few times. Was it ISIS? Uh, this insp- this inspired a little bit of the book I wrote because I thought this is a fantastic thing that should not happen. That's insane, dude. Our our yard was like set on fire with like symbols and mean words and stuff. Like we that kind of stuff happened. From rival teams and shit? Yeah, so then we would also not even the same team, just a different house. Like there was two rugby houses and we both were just at war. You both went to the same college? Like- same college, yeah. So we would break over, we would break in at night to their place and just shoot off fireworks in their house at them while they're sleeping. Jesus. Statute of limitations, man. And they would set our set fetal pigs. They would hey, steal fetal pigs hey from man, the lab. If Jimmy Snooker can get arrested for a murder that happened before we were born, you can get arrested for setting oh, off fireworks man. 15 years ago or whatever the fuck it was. But th- this isn't admissible evidence this podcast is oh yeah, yeah it's been used how in many highly trials. regarded is this podcast by me yeah by you oh super highly regarded. like do you like this one or joe rogan super high oh uh, <laughs> i do not like joe rogan's podcast trent beretta loves it does he he tries to get me to listen to it all the time he's like a bro i can't trent beretta i can't take joe rogan's voice uh, it's an ag- it's aggressive i also don't like podcasts no offense yeah no it's cool me neither i might like this one this one seems okay so far uh wait till you listen back it's horrible uh, my voice is so grating i sound like a little like a, a nasal your voice is terrible mine's even worse Damn. my dog's the only one coming off good Aww, um dog so you're playing rugby you love in college loving it what what would, switches mind wise okay so now now music's out Writing is still kind of in. Now it's like comedy big time. Now my my thing is I got to move to New York or Chicago and go nuts with improv. Oh, you did that first? I forgot. Yeah. Okay, so, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I start... I'm a bad storyteller. No, you're good. Everything's fine. All right, cool. Man. Everything's happening. I got nervous. All right. So I start spending summers in Chicago doing IO, the Improv Olympic, formerly known as... And as I'm sure all of your listeners know, IO is like... The rebellious theater to Second City. So now this is people like Chris Farley, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Horatio Sands, all and the Upright Citizens Brigade. All those people came from IO. Yeah, yeah. they were taught by um fucking Del Close. Del Close, and, exactly. And, uh, Sharna, Sharna Halpern. Halpern. Yep. Truth and comedy, motherfucker. Truth and comedy. So 
this is my new like sacred place. I owe can't believe my brain is exploding with what's possible. Sure. Same thing yeah. happened to me with UCB. Going nuts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that you, because all I knew from college was the games, like whose lines in any way the games, you know, and that's fun for five seconds. And then when I get here, they're like, well, we don't do that shit. We just, we make the whole thing up. And it's, you basically get a suggestion for the audience and you come up with a one act play or a sketch comedy show and it's all made up on the spot, totally different every time. This is super specific, but IO does the Armando or the Herald? Both. Okay. Primarily Herald is their bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. So the Herald specifically is a form of improv that completely blows my mind. As I'm in Chicago the first summer, I'm calling and texting all my improv buddies in Cincinnati going... Everything's different now. Just forget it all. We're doing this is all the new thing we're doing. And so I started a long form group, a Herald group in college, and we'll do shows every Tuesday night. And now we're like, dude, all of us, this is it. This is our dream. This is it. But then Wednesday nights I would drive to OVW and watch Nick Russell. And then they would come to Cincinnati for house shows too. So I would go so I'm super excited to see him and then he'll get called up as Spirit Squad. Spirit Squad Nikki, right? He was What was his gimmick in OVW? Uh, he had a handful of different things. He was just ass-kicking amateur wrestler guy because I think they were going to put him with Kurt Angle for something for a while. And then he was Chavo's caddy, so he was a tag team with Chavo for a while. You remember that one? Yeah, I remember when Chavo came out. on Kerwin White. Yeah, yeah. And on the golf I, cart. Remember they showed a, a, they had a pre-tape on Sunday Night Heat where they both go, if it ain't white, it's not right. Really? And I was like, oh, God. Jesus. Uh... Proud, proud wrestling family, the girl. So then he would, he would be wrestling on the OVW house shows as the caddy guy, and that was, I love that. It's pretty good. Uh, and now you're back, you're kind of into, have you, had you always watched? Had you stopped watching? I stopped WWF? watching senior year of high school. Like we all did, exactly. In like 2001 or whatever. Senior year and then freshman year of college, I did not watch. Oh, no, I I, picked, I probably missed one year because I picked right back up. Oh, you he, only missed one year. When he got back into it, I was like, I, have, okay. I can't not watch it now, I have to. So now wrestling's on your brain. You're watching your brother wrestle. Yeah. So throughout college, I'm getting way more in. I'm living in Chicago in the summertime, just doing improv nonstop back there and in Cincinnati. Um, and then I would, but I would go visit him sometimes. And when he was in Florida, I would go visit FCW with him. And I, at that point, like I would, you see that, and this is going to sound so dumb because everyone, literally anyone who's been to a wrestling show has this, where they, they go and they're like, oh, you know, Ted DiBiase says I should give it a shot or what you know what I mean like do you, yeah man Chris Hero's been scouting me for years but you know like people who are huge fans sure. that just want to be part of the the image of wrestling of or whatever yeah, yeah. like music has groupies pro- don't music has groupies right were you just about to, yeah I would say so I think so, the term comes from music like when I hear people are into music groups <laughs> I know like, <laughs> Does music have fans too, or just wrestling? Ah, uh, just wrestling. So when people say this to me now, they'll be like, "Oh, I went to the show and like you know." You know, uh, Mark Carano says I. You know, I should give it. I should try out. And I'm like, shut up. So this happened to me, of course. Okay. And who was the guy that said it to you? Uh, Ted DiBiase. All right. Junior. Uh, or junior. Senior? Yeah. Him, <laughs> him and like uh, I'm. I'm gonna try to name the, these ones because it'll be funny. Him. Uh, Alicia Fox. Okay. The Bellas. Other Spirit Squad guys. Just anyone my brother's hanging out with at the time who's We're just all around. like, hey, this guy Ryan. Like, you a wrestler too? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, you should be. Why don't you? Your brother's good. Why don't you do it? And that's so dumb, but I'm thinking, like, as I'm flying back home to wherever, I'm like, you know, maybe I should. Because seeing wrestling as this big spectacle on TV or at a Raw or something, that's one thing. But going to watch the developmental shows for me was like, 
my brain was already on the imp- improvisational performance thing, and then seeing this happen, I'm like, I know most of this is made up in the ring, if not all of it sometimes. Now, let me ask you one question, because yeah. I grew up a big wrestling fan. I saw wrestling, but th- there was never, ever, ever a moment where I was like, I w- could do that or want to do that, because I, I was always a smart fan, and I-, I-, I knew that it had to fucking hurt. Yeah. How were you... I asked this of every wrestler I've ever met. Okay. How were you just not afraid of the fucking pain that you were setting yourself up for? Um, I think I had the, the insight from Nick, my brother. So I would ask him... I was, anytime he... Even when he was preparing for a tryout with WWE, like it would be at my high school wrestling practice after the practice ended, he'd go, hey, stick around. I want you to give me some stunners and spears because I need to practice bumping. Sure. And I'm like, you're insane. But then I see it firsthand. I go, oh, it's all like it all comes down to some basic things that can be learned. Does it not hurt every time? So much every time, yeah. Every single time you take a bump, it hurts, right? But I mean, I wrestled, and then I was playing rugby too, and I never, sure. I never played football like most. I played football. Did you? And look, I played football and lacrosse, did, and I got a concussion. Like it fucking that's the lacrosse hurts, right? more than football. So when I started, I've heard that before. Yeah, when I started playing rugby, it's nonstop hitting and hurting. It hurts yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part, I was like, of course it's going to hurt, but like, I at least have a background in getting hurt. Fair enough. <laughs> My resume. I was in right a band. On, yeah, I've I guess so, hurt. right? Yeah, yeah. So Skateboard kid. Skateboard. Fucking, yeah. yeah, like falling and hitting your head. Like, Yeah, of course. So. Well, you weren't afraid of falling. Um, I don't know what I was afraid of. I'm trying to think of things I would be afraid of. And I don't think I'm necessarily afraid of getting hurt, but just the concept that it was, oh, I could I, I just couldn't do. I don't want to take a bump in my Heights. life, dude. High, like Heights. top rope, height, height, like flying stuff. Yeah, that's that's something I'm scared of. So all these people start putting their name out for you. you it starts clicking. <laughs> they just. Were, I, I'm sure they said to anyone's brother, or sister who came to visit, like guaranteed. But in my head, I'm like, Fuck, were you were been. you always in shape, even doing comedy? And yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, where do I go from here? Okay, so now. How do you get signed? Like, how do you? I just, do you, what's I just your tryout. How do you start training? So college ends, and I get a real quick master's degree real fast because I'm kind of like I don't know what's next. So I just, I know I'm enjoying doing comedy here in Cincinnati. Wow. We're still, we still got the improv show going Tuesday nights, and I just, as fast as humanly possible, get an English de- master's degree for no reason, but just, just thinking like. I don't know. Like, I'm good at writing, so if all else fails in my entire life, I could teach writing, creative writing maybe, or, or write books or something. So I do write a book also. Which is called? It's called I Can Make Out With Any Girl Here. And it's available? On Amazon, uh, in paperback. Just search my name, it'll show up. Yeah, man. And buy it. Buy it. Order that. Okay, order like you fucking of jerk. And you have a new book coming out. I have a new book coming out. We can get to that. It we has, will get to that. Yeah. Um, how are we on time? Are we good? I think we might make this a two-parter if you're cool. Oh my god! Can you hang for a little bit longer? Yeah, yeah. Can you? Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. Because there's still a lot to tackle. But, but let's get let's get to basically how you get into the door. Okay, so now it's a crossroads of what do I do? I ha- now like no more. Dilly, you have to actually pick. Do you want to do comedy or do you want to try and see what happens with wrestling? So as you know, I chose comedy. <laughs> I moved to Chicago. And I think the week I moved there, and it's it's the decision where you make it poorly based on because you're dating the girl who lives there too. Fair enough. I've said fair. I gotta stop fucking saying fair enough. Wow. I just clocked that. I've been fair saying, enough. I've been saying fair enough so much this episode. What does it even mean? That makes sense. 
Uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's like, oh, okay. Like, I understand why you would do such a thing. It's an on. It's an honest. That's sexual what I'm gonna thing. start saying. So wait, say that again. So I moved to Chicago to pursue comedy, but also because that's where the girlfriend lives. I understand why you would do such a thing, man. You do crazy things for love. You really understand. You tr- guys like, do crazy things for love. Like, like move to Chicago. Move to Chicago in the middle of the night. Yeah, man. So I'm there, and the week I get you like, there, you like Chicago? Yeah, it was cool. Tonight, I've only been there. I only was there once overnight, and I drove through it. Beautiful fucking city, architecture-wise, maybe my favorite in See, America. Buildings, parks. The buildings. You know what's funny about Chicago is since it burned down, everything's so new there. There's, it doesn't yeah. have the cool old stuff like New England has. Sure, it, it, it didn't feel. Gone. It didn't feel like an old city, but I, I remember like I went through those. T- I think they're called the Wacker Tunnels or something. Okay, like from Batman, where through the entire city, like the road just randomly goes underground yeah. under buildings and shit. It's yep. really fucking cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the train system is very efficient there. Was, I didn't. I, I like literally. I was driving cross country and I just stayed for the night. At the zoo is free every day of the year. Really? Which is amazing. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm a zoo, I'm a zoo guy. The field. I think it's called the Field Museum, where they they have yeah. s- extinct spe- specimens and stuff. And they have the lions from uh, Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, cool. Do you know what that is? Uh Uh-uh. That was a Michael Douglas Val Kilmer movie based on a true story. Ghost in the Darkness. It was about these two African lions that were hunting and terrorizing this railroad site in like the 1800s. Oh, yeah. And they they both killed like 200 dudes apiece or something, these two lions. I know a little bit about that more than when I first And they've got, I think they've got ghost at the Field Museum. Sweet. And I'll give you one more fact. I think the book The Relic was set there. What's the relic? It was they made it into a monster movie too. It's okay. just about a monster in a museum. So the Field Museum, if we I mean we're just plugging the Field Museum in yeah. Chicago right now. Guys, check out the Field Museum. I free every day, Ryan said. You know what? Aside from the improv and comedy stuff, the Field Museum the Field Museum is not for you. I know, I'm kidding. So there are ex- I gotcha. Just hundreds, maybe thousands of animals that are extinct now that they have just stuffed That's versions really cool. of. I haven't seen that. And at first I make feelings. I'm like, well, did you kill? They're like, we didn't know. They just have them. They didn't go hunt them. They just have them. They died and they stuff them. And they're, it's so, you had no idea. They that like dodos. They have dodos. They have uh, just like dog-like creatures. They have dire wolves. Really? That's a real thing. Is it? Are you? Why are you saying that? Is that recent enough? Game of Thrones? <laughs> I do not know. You don't know. know Game of Thrones is. Yeah, yeah. No. No, dire wolves are, are real. As recent as like people were around from? Yeah, absolutely, I okay. think. So, like, I think like up until like maybe a thousand years ago, let's say. Oh, they're probably not there then. Probably not, maybe. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Let's look, I'm going to look this up. But talking. in pioneer times. People need to know about dire like, wolves. When people were first settling, like in meeting the, native, the natives of this land. There were different animals? There were... I know that sounds silly, but like not even just oh a different kind of buffalo. There's like creatures that I cannot describe. That's like, really fucking bread. Yeah, like I could remember things that looked like dogs and deer mixed together. Like I don't. There was I can't describe these animals. I remember was thinking, this the Field Museum or the Island of Doctor Moreau? No, this is real. And I was looking at this thinking like, what an effect like civilization has on the planet. It just destroys entire like no one will no one will ever know that this animal ever existed. I can't even describe it to you. All right, right let's now. see how dumb it is. Uh nope, it died, I think, ten thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, fair enough. Uh we might find one. You never know. Yeah, about ten thousand years ago. You know what? I think there were people. Some people. Yeah, some people. Neanderthals. Okay, so I'm in Chicago, and right away I realized this is No, not no, no. I want to talk more about dire wolves. More, okay. 
I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna do like the first Stone Cold podcast. I'm just gonna yeah, read yeah. the Wikipedia entry for <laughs> for all of Dire Wolves. You have to read all the links that it's it cites at the bottom yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. All the sources. Um, guys, it's it. To be fair, and this is my last fact, but it's a fun one. The uh, Latin for Dire Wolf is Canis Dirus, which stands for fearsome dog. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a little roundabout. Sucker. All right. So I'm in Chicago. And I start talking to Nick. I start going to see some indie shows in Chicago, smaller ones. I'll go to Ring of Honor. I'll go Nick to... is your brother. Nick is my brother. Dolph Ziggler. World famous Dolph wrestler. Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, Nick, Doug. Doug. Nemeth. Doug Nemeth, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, what am I seeing, Ring of Honor and then like the smaller shows and like the way out suburbs in Chicago, like the really small, really isolated small indie shows. And I'm sure you're seeing fucking awesome stuff because it's like early 2000s Ring of Honor Ring of Honor. Who do you remember was seeing? Awesome. Well, I remember Cabana was around. He was just Cabana is always everywhere, and he. Oh no, he's not. He's in Florida at the time. He's in Kentucky and Florida. He's in developmental at the time. So, is I'm he? Trying to think, what kind of guys were in ROH in like 2000? Uh, Punk was probably in OVW too. I have very little memory of the Who shows. cares? So yeah. you went okay. to a bu- you started going to a bunch of shows while yeah. you, you moved to Chicago to do comedy and, and yet you're going to wrestling. And I'm spending shows all still. the time I should be doing comedy just going watching these and no one's coming with me. I'm driving for like hours and hours in the middle of wherever Illinois to see these shows. Is your yeah. brother on Raw at this point? My brother is what year is this? He's probably just finishing up Spirit Squad and now he's about to be Dalzik. And now I think he no, there's a lot of time in between. So really? Him and Mondo, I think, are doing a college fraternity tag team in OVW and, and they're I think being told they're gonna call back up to SmackDown to be like the frat guys or something. So that's what they're I think that's what's happening. So I'm calling and texting him like, Hey, can I learn to wrestle in Chicago? Do you know anyone? And of course he's asking Cabana who's saying, Oh yeah, find a steel and whoever else or like of course you can learn that every big city has like schools and stuff uh any number i find for a steel is, is like it's the kind of back then you dial actual phone numbers and it's just like nothing like it's like a non-answering number or like do 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 if you would like to the number you have called yeah, has yeah, been disconnected and any number i have for anything and there's not like the internet is not as helpful back then either it's just like a phone book and looking thing like asking people and uh Eventually, I'm talking to him, and then uh, who else am I talking to? How do you eventually track him down? I don't. I don't. I never do. So he goes, if you want my opinion, if you really are serious about wrestling, you should train with Lance Storm or Rip Rogers and OBW. Like uh, anyone else, I don't. I can't speak for, but I'll say that's the best place to now, do it. Now, OVW at this point is owned by WWE and is operating as a developmental system, but is still an independent territory. It always was both of those things, and but at this point, I think, I think maybe they just found out that they're that WWE's pulling out of OVW. But they have a school too. Yeah. So okay. they, while they were developmental, they were still their own territory. They I were, didn't know that. They yeah, still yeah. had their own TV and they still had their own classes. It's just now WWE goes here. We're gonna pay you just train our guys and use them on your shows okay. and get them ready. Yeah, okay. So you had classes people would pay to go learn, and then you had the contract students, and sometimes, very rarely, I guess they would blend together, but they would all be on the same shows together. So, okay, so I would have that same question. I would go to see him wrestle on those shows, and I go, is someone, is he in WWE? He goes, no, he's OVW. I go, 
are you in WWE? He goes, yeah, but I'm OVW. I go, who? And you can never, it's like, I don't understand. Were any, I mean, clearly if someone was good enough, WWE would have signed them from OVW. Sometimes, like, uh, JTG was like that. Was just a random dude who he went was, to school. A lot of the, actually, I would say a fair amount of the students there who stood out. And so Danny Davis, the owner of OVW, would say, I want to put you in this, I want to showcase you to Johnny Ace or whoever comes to watch. Sure. And some people would get signed from that, yeah. So that's why it, it attracted so many people from around the world and country who would all flock to OVW hoping to get signed, you know. Um, where are we at? So We are at, so you are now... So I'm in Chicago hating it. Just going thinking, to ROH shows. And I'm like, I need to wrestle somewhere. And, I, and at this point now, I'm like, I don't want to do it with strangers. And I'm talking to like the, the indie guys up hours away in the suburbs who are like... Like, yeah, you know, give me 500 a month, we'll train you, and blah. I'm like, ah, that just sounds like I'm getting ripped sounds off. promising. Right? Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. thing sounds shitty. Like, the guy, everyone's name is the king something, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I decide I'm gonna somehow, I gotta, I gotta get, uh, Canada seems a little crazy, so let's... let's and that's Lance Storm. Yeah, that would be Lance right, Storm yeah. school. So I think... Why don't I go to Kentucky? Nick has spoken highly of Rip Rogers and Danny Davis. I don't think Jim Cornette's there at the time, but like the whole thing, it just sounds—it's a prestigious thing. I'm a familiar, yeah, it's got it's, history. It's more familiar to me than just going to Canada. I've never been to Canada, you know. So I save up, figure things out. I walk in one day to the girlfriend's house, Smoker Molly, who's now married to a uh, some guy in Boston. I guess Her name is Smoker Molly. She smoked a lot of cigarettes. I thought you said. I smoked her Molly. No, no, no. Her name is Smoker Molly. Like you went into her house, found her MDMA, <laughs> smoked, smoked her it Molly. for some reason. Uh, so you go see Smoker Molly. I walk in and I go, I go, Smoker Molly, we got to talk. And she's like laying on the couch. She was a nurse who worked nice, so she's just tired during the day. And I walk in with my little my like gym bag on. And I go, we got to talk. And she goes... She had a very raspy smoker voice at the time. I don't know if that's still the case. I'm going to assume. She's probably dead with the amount she smoked. <laughs> don't say that. It's so mean. How I could, didn't wish it on her. How could you say that about facts. Smoker Molly? So I walk in and I go, we got to talk. And she goes, you're going to move away and start wrestling, aren't you? And I go, oh, I guess we don't have to talk. <laughs> you perfectly nailed it. Cool. She's like, yeah, I figured that was going to happen soon. I'm like, all right. What if it wasn't Smoker Molly, but it was John Laurinaitis <laughs> in a wig? <laughs> He's like, yeah, babe. Perfect. I think that's a good idea. One more kiss before you go. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I can't do her voice very good, so I'm sorry, Molly. Was it really de- like raspy? It's super raspy. I think. How it was, much did she smoke? I think it was gonna be raspy either way. We like without smoking. Right. And I actually like that. Well, she smoked so much that in college they called her smoker, smoker Molly. Molly. Fair enough. Like we had a bunch of friends named Are Molly. Are you sure it was for cigarettes? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so. I bail, I leave, I save up, and I move. What does your family think at this point? Your parents are happy with how it's going for my, Nick? My dad okay. has been pushing for it. Really? So I would talk to him about it, kind of not sure what his feelings are, but he's clearly like, just do what Nick did. Go follow us. Yeah, learn there. Go down there. Yeah, do that. Because yeah. it's working out for Nick, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah and, he, and I think it's cool. He like hopes someday it'll be cool. And he's he knows I'm smart and capable. He's like, it doesn't work out. There's something sure, else. Sure, you yeah. have a backup plan. Um, my mom, like every wrestler, <laughs> good one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom is encouraging, but it's like she's not even fully encouraging of Nick at this point. Still, she's kind of like, "What if you get hurt?" Which, very, Which is rational, very rational, <laughs> yeah. reasonable. 
But yeah. And guess what? He did, and so did you. <laughs> but they're supportive, so I do it. I move to Kentucky with, I fly to Kentucky with like, okay, save up money, sell car, find a friend. Oh, no, no, I go, before I move there, I like go there for a weekend tryout with OVW. So with Danny Davis and Rip Rogers running this tryout. And it's for their regional version of Tough Enough. Basically, they're going to do a, uh, a web show for Tough Enough called Breakout, I think. Okay. Breakout, yeah. So we're everyone shows up, and we're all waiting outside the Davis Arena, which is OVW Town uh, building. How many does it seat? It's five, I think max is like five or 600, something like that. So we're outside this. We're told to show up there at 8 a.m. So we're all there. Now it's going on 10. And we're all just standing out there, like, just terrified, thinking, when you look at this building, you're like, this is the place. This Are is you the- sizing up the rest of the dudes Oh, outside? yeah, big time. Are they all big? There's, like, one or two big dudes. How tall are you? I'm six even with just okay. flat nothing on. Naked, I'm six even. Right on. If with I, clothing. If, yeah. <laughs> six three. put underwear on. <laughs> so... But if, if people don't know what you look like, you're, you're a big fucking muscly guy. Oh, hey, thanks, bro. No worries, man. So I have to pee so bad. Yeah, <laughs> go do that. No, 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 not right now, in the story. Oh, okay. Wow. So bad. Threw me off. So I drove through the night, just pounding. This is my first five-hour energy experience. I'm just pounding those on the way down to Kentucky. From Chicago to Kentucky? From Cleveland. I mean, back in from Cleveland. From Cleveland, now. okay. So it's like a five-and-a-half-hour drive. I stay at a friend of a friend's house, this boyfriend and girlfriend who don't know me, but they're like, yeah, you can sleep on our couch for the weekend, whatever. They became great lifelong friends, and I moved in with them eventually. So, I don't sleep at all. I'm covered in fake tan. Legs like are always, yeah. I mean, like always, but legs are shaved. Like every, I'm completely shaved. First everywhere. time you've done that. Uh, I've done legs before for rugby and stuff, so it wasn't that weird. Okay, I, why for rugby? Because uh, what's just, the strategic it hurts uh, advantage? Hair pulled out. Okay, thing, so yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. Not everyone did it, but I, I did it. So. I can understand that story instead of saying fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm all fake tanned up. I got no hair in my legs. And I'm wearing, I think I'm wearing like, maybe I'm wearing a suit or something. I'm like so, so ready to go. But I have to pee so bad. And we're all staying in this parking lot and they're just making us wait. Like I know that you can hear people in there. So the door opens. It like bang, you know, like bam, like open, you know, one of the ones you have to like hit hard to open it up. We're like, oh God, we're all just silent. Old man with like a, crusty old body like put, put peeks his hat out looks around like stares you know he's got glasses on this show can offend people right yeah oh my god it does I'm, all the I'm time I'm not endorsing any of this language I'm just Are you telling be you what happened right now, no okay so he he looks around like, do doesn't say hey welcome to breakout hey welcome to OBW just goes yeah 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 how many of you are homosexuals and everyone just kind of looks around like how many hands went up no hands okay, went up okay fair enough and I don't think <gasps> fuck what? I, gotta, I said fair enough. I got no, to put a dollar in a jar every time I say The old cranky guy that I kind of recognize a little bit goes, how many of you are homosexuals? We just look around like, what? Why is that the first question? He looks around. No one raises a hand. He goes, all right, none of you going to fucking make it in wrestling. Slams the door and another hour goes by. And we're just standing out there. It's like Fight Club. It was just like Fight Club, yeah. So He's like psychologically torturing you. So now I'm like, I'm going to piss my fucking pants. Do you think if you had said, uh, like, I'm gay, he would have been like, yes. come on in? 100%. Yeah, I really do think that. Well. So, but I didn't want to lie, because then it was, he's like, what if he's like, prove it? And I go, ah, oh, I guess this is what it takes. <laughs> it, was, it was Rip Rogers, not Pat Patterson. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
I really have to pee. I whispered that for some reason because I was that offended by yeah, my own joke. That's a little. So I think the guy next to me, I go, hey, do you think I can go pee behind the bushes? He goes, I don't know, man. What if that guy opens the door and asks some other question? And I go, I'm doing it. So I like run it's like far, cold. far away, piss in these bushes on like a main street in Kentucky in Louis, <laughs> Louisville. And I'm like, but it felt so good. I've been holding it like hours and hours. Zip back up, run back. Of course, nothing happens. Finally, the door opens again, and he's like, ah, you fuckers, get in here. Come on, come on, come on. And it's Rip Rogers, the hustler Rip Rogers, wearing the same uh, Minnesota wrestling shirt Brock Lesnar gave him 10 years ago. <laughs> Hasn't probably washed it. Zuba's pants, moccasins, like little slipper moccasins. And then the fanny pack, very just loosely enough where it's barely on, just dollar bills and 20s hanging out of it. Just hanging out of it. Why? jacked arms like shuffling around like a guy who can barely walk put his biceps and forearms looks like Popeye how old of a guy at this time point Uh, how old is Rip like 50 something probably not really that old (laughs) I don't think (laughs) looks a lot older looks yeah he's still pretty jacked though because he rolled his sleeve and goes hey you think I still got it and like does this move with the biceps and it's like and I go yeah dude you still got it so uh he goes. He just takes everybody's role, like everybody's name, goes through the thing, checking off names of people who are supposed to be there, and he gets to my name. I again, I don't want to take credit for this language. I'm just telling you how this was a time. It was a long time ago. This was five years ago. The world was a different place yeah, then. Louis, Kentucky, the South. And he goes, uh, Ryan Nemeth. And I go, Yes, sir. Ah oh, man, can I say it? Or yeah, not? please do. I just I I've made a Kent State joke and a Pat Patterson joke. I I think he uses a lot of language to put people off and to test them and see if you know like can you handle? Yeah, yeah. can you hang? Language? Yeah, yeah. That's never in a in a mean way. And that's just fucking say okay. it. Bruggles. He goes, he goes, yeah, yeah. You got the tan. Yep, shaved legs, vein in the bicep. Yep. How come this is the only one who's goddamn prepared to be here? Hey, are you the younger brother of that faggot Nick Nemeth? Yeah, I thought so. Sit the fuck down. And I go, all right. But I'm like, oh, I got the best review so far. <laughs> like, Your brother, not so much. <laughs> you try to make everyone else feel uh, bad for not tanning and shaving Do their legs. Do you think your brother said he was gay on day one? And that's why he called him a faggot. <laughs> he got right in the door. So I'm like, I kind of I remember now all these flashbacks of people telling me about Rip Rogers are now coming back. Oh, yeah, he's insane. Right. Okay, he's a, an actual crazy person. Oh, yeah. The only stories I've heard about this guy are paint him to be a lunatic. Yeah. And now I'm about to give him my life basically yeah yeah pretty yeah, much you're putting your life in his hands yeah so uh yeah so i moved there <laughs> things go well i moved immediately like i think i went back to whatever job i had in cleveland gave two weeks notice of whatever and immediately like immediately moved there yeah um hey that's a good part of the story moved ovw i enroll in beginner's class they were on the breakout show i wrote i started secretly going to rips class I'm doing every single, like, every six days a week I'm wrestling for you're, four you're hours You're putting in the energy into wrestling that you didn't put into comedy yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, basically. I'm putting the energy into wrestling that I've never put in, into anything ever. It's four or five hours a day, every single day, on top of working a full-time job at a gym, training people. Uh, f- like, against the rules, going to every single class there is, showing up at TVs, all, every show. Like, no one in my position was supposed to go to any shows You're at all. You're an overachiever. I was going nuts. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I thought, I thought, I want this to happen in a year. If it doesn't happen in a year, then I, it's not meant to be. Ladies and gentlemen, and in part two of our interview with oh Mr. Ryan Nemeth, 
We'll find out if it did happen in a year. Until then, uh, thanks, Ryan. Thank, thank, I love all of you deeply. We'll see you guys next week. It's been Bagged and Boarded. I, I, I haven't done this in a while. Sorry, guys. I'm Matt Cohen. It's been Bagged and Boarded. It's been real. What? Remix. We forgot to uh, talk about where people can find us on the internet and all our fun endeavors. Um, Ryan, you've got a monthly comedy show in Hollywood. It's called Flying Chuck, the you, last Thursday of every month at Second City. You yep. do it with John Morrison. It's Morrison. an amazing comedy show. Thank you. And it's got wrestler monologists such as Dolph Ziggler, Gangrel, Joey Ryan. Chavo Guerrero. Anyone. All, all anyone. Kinds, anyone you want. Anybody. Say, anyone you, you want. Yeah. The ultimate warrior. He'll, he'll show up, man. Whoa. Um, you got a new book coming out that is a fun fitness book that we'll talk about in part two in yep. depth. Um you have t-shirts available. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Briley. Some of them pro- go to sharks. Some shark, fun shark no, uh, they research. they just go to yeah. sharks by them. Just, we, just, we just give the sharks money. <laughs> give them the sharks. Um, and the place that you can find the links to all of these things and upcoming dates and appearances and whatevers is... Twitter at Hot Young Briley. It's that's right. I'll tell you about everything. And on Instagram, stuff you don't want to know. And on Instagram, Instagram Rai Rai Nem Nem. Don't judge him, guys. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the internet at Camel Toad on Twitter and Instagram. And the bigger thing is uh, my graphic novel Geek is finally about to come out. It is not out quite yet. I think by the time this airs. But go to Geek Comic. Three years in the making, and I fucked up my first plug. Go to oh, geekcomicbook.com. I blew it. Uh, geekcomicbook.com to pre-order, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that. In Geek the rules. I read it twice. There you go, guys. A ringing endorsement from Rai Rai and Nem Nem. I fucked that up, too. Fair enough. I got to stop smoking weed. We'll see you next time. Bagged and boarded. Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, begging boarded, it's a way in life, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free geeks you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we be the top crooks, we got issues and we owe me funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top villain, sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master. I got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. We just talking shit. Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. The listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's boats on the green, on nothing. Quick stop and I tools are storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonkers. We're teaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and that is out of orbit. We're not quite Right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag of boarded. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.